0: Talk to my friend, Drew and Allen. I'll tell you what, he's a tough guy. A millennial conservative. I've, I've become a big fan of one your writing. One the great young thinkers of our time. Appreciate his opinion. Conservative Drew friends. Allen has died hard conservative I look this guy for wisdom.
1: Well, I didn't expect uh, Tucker Carlson to be out at Fox News today. I did not see that one coming. Although I'm not surprised. I've got a way to look at this. It's not time to panic. Right. As the great Rush Limbaugh used to say, it's not time to panic. It's not time to panic. I'm going to break that down. Don Lamont also out at CNN. Don Lamont apparently was shocked. Totally shocked. He couldn't he could not believe that he was axed at CNN. Uh, I mean, they've been talking about that in the news for the past year, uh, I believe. Uh, So anyway, but yeah, Tucker's out and we've got Susan Rice. Susan Rice, the invisible hand in the background that's actually running this Biden administration. She is not. uh, Well, she's she's stepping down as well from her position there is what the domestic policy expert advisor, whatever she is. We'll get into that. We've got 60 Minutes. That has been reduced to, well, pure propaganda. I mean, if there was any doubt left in anyone's mind about the status of the media in America, well, let there be no doubt. It is nothing more than a Soviet-style propaganda outfit. That's it. They have saw. They have sank to a new low. But we've learned something from this, and the 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 leftists out there, Chuck Schumer. And Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Sandy, Sandy Cortez, well, it's out there in the open. They, 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 they're full-blown authoritarians. They don't hide it. They're not ashamed of it. They are proud of it. So let's start with Tucker Carlson here. I was on a radio show, asked to talk about this. I've been out there on Twitter talking about it some, too. And, all right, We've got the T- Tucker Carlson, Fox News divorce. Now, as I've said, and I'll reiterate here with you for the first time, I'm not going to put lipstick on a pig. There are certain aspects to this that are troubling. I think the more troubling aspect to this Tucker Carlson Fox News divorce is not what happened, actually, but the left's response to it, the way they're celebrating it. There's very little civility left in society. We are teetering on the brink of collapse because half of this country, those that support the Democratic Party, I'm telling you right now, they could just arrest Donald Trump tomorrow. They could take him out and put his neck on the guillotine and sever it, and they wouldn't say a word. This is, I've said said this time and time again, the real concern for me is the lack of respect for the Constitution in this country and for our fellow man. And the new, well, the way the left operates today, and by left, I'm not just talking about the politicians. I am talking about our citizens, people you're passing on the street that are Democrats. I'm telling you that what the Democratic Party has done Over the past just six, seven years, in terms of conditioning their own constituents to think in this authoritarian way, the ends justifies the means. They just don't bat an eye anymore. And I'm going to get into that with this. I mean, this case is starting tomorrow. It's going to trial, a rape case about Trump. And it is really despicable what's going on. E. Gene Carroll is this person's name. This is Anita Hill. This is Christine Blasey Ford. All over again, this is a tactic of the left, and there's never consequences for these liars and frauds that make false accusations. Meanwhile, you've got people like Bill Clinton who have all these very, very legitimate claims made against them regarding rape and sexual assault. And what's the response? The media and Hillary Clinton herself, the biggest woman hater out there, the biggest abuser of women next to her husband after her husband, she goes and attacks these people, tries to destroy their lives to protect herself and her husband and their political ambitions. Captain, you got a clock you can bring up? Are we running here like a well-oiled machine? Everything's good, right? All right. So, I, I don't want you to blow this Tucker Carlson Fox divorce out of proportion. Uh, what, What I mean by that is it's not great news. We associate Tucker Carlson with Fox News, of course. But this was a long time coming. 2015, Rupert Murdoch steps down from Fox News. And that's really when all of this was put into motion. Now, he's got a couple sons, James Murdoch and Lachlan Murdoch. Now, James is a card-carrying communist. So is his wife. And then Lachlan claims to be some kind of libertarian, but he, he's an anti-Trumper. He's anti-MAGA. And really, that's what happened. I mean, if you're anti-Trump these days, you might as well be a Democrat because... Your objective is the same, to shut down MAGA, to shut down Trump. It's the same kind of movement. And of course, you know, they brought in Paul Ryan to sit on the board. So, I mean, the writing has been on the wall for Fox News for a long time. A lot of people say that when Fox News called Arizona early for Joe Biden, that was the moment they knew it was over for Fox News. I don't know if that was the moment where it was really clear It's easy to go back now and and look at that moment. It's certainly telling. But I think recently, when you had Tucker Carlson obtain access to the J6 tapes, I I think that that was really when we knew it was over for Fox News. Because the media carried out this pressure campaign, the left-wing media, that is, to attack Tucker Carlson and to essentially discredit him ahead of the Coverage, the release of those, that unseen footage. Because everything for the left has hinged upon January 6th. January 6th for them. And frankly, controlling that narrative, which we know is not true. And I'm going to get into 60 Minutes and their coverage of J6, their attempt to rewrite history and cover up for Ray Epps, what what happened on january 6th without a without a doubt i can say today unequivocally it was a red flag operation carried out by our government here at home we've done this in ukraine we've done it in other countries and the deep state the democratic party they did the same thing in america here and i'm not going to sit here and be ashamed or afraid or worried about someone calling me a conspiracy theorist here because I've got the receipts and the facts to back it up. But that's the real coup. We are living in a fantasy land right now in which we are essentially pretending that everything is just carrying along in a fake democracy. We don't have a democracy. 2020, we know what the Democrats did now. The fact that we have definitive proof now, testimony, That the Biden campaign colluded with the CIA to, to recruit 51 intelligence community members to sign off on a letter that said that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation, knowing full well that it was real. That is election interference. We did not have a free and fair election. Even all the shenanigans aside, the fact that our FBI and our CIA, which are not supposed to be partisan operations, undermined the sitting president of the United States during an election year to dismiss damaging information about the Democrat challenger, Joe Biden, We live in a third world banana republic. That's what that amounts to. So, all right, let's get back to Fox News here. So, you know, when I was watching Tucker Carlson, he had the two day series covering J6, right? He was going to release the footage. The first episode, the first night, it was epic. It was effective. It was huge. He showed that the Democrats had essentially made, I forget his name right now, the QAnon shaman they called him. They turned him into this villain by not showing footage of him being led around the Capitol grounds by Capitol police officers, of him being peaceful, of him even urging other people not to be violent and so on and so forth. And so he blew the lid off of that narrative and showed at a minimum that the left and the J6 committee were being disingenuous. And then the second night, mysteriously, Tucker essentially cut the coverage short. We were expecting the second night of bombshells, the second night of coverage, and it didn't happen. And I think we know now why that Fox News caved to the pressure. They intervened. They put the kibosh on really any more coverage of that event. And that's when I knew that this was really over. What's really sad about all this is it didn't have to be this way. Say what you will about the Dominion case and the fact that Fox settled for 700 something billion dollars, a huge sum, sorry, 700 million <laughs> Dollars. Sorry, that's the kind of money we're sending to Ukraine. Sorry. Only only the taxpayer can provide that much money to the. But this is self-inflicted and Fox has chosen to commit suicide. And really, the Dominion lawsuit, all of this negative propaganda from the media about Fox News trying to discredit and attack Tucker Carlson and so on and so forth, really just provided... People at Fox News, like the Paul Ryans, and the corporatists who own it and run it, who are leftists who don't like Trump and don't want him to be president again, it basically just gave them justification to do what they already wanted to do. And it doesn't make any sense. You could take Don Lamont, who just got canned at CNN, and stick him in Tucker Carlson's slot, and he's not going to find favoritism or an audience there. Fox News, as a reputation... The left is destroyed for their own people. So nobody's going to turn into Fox, tune into Fox News now, even if it starts putting Rachel Maddow on TV. It's not going to happen. Fox News was one thing in the past, in a previous era that is now behind us. It represented something. It was our answer to left-wing propaganda. It was our answer to the monopoly that the left had in the mainstream media world and it was immensely popular because it provided it was the only place you could go to get a separate point of view and and what the what the miscalculation is i think on fox's part is they think that you know they're anti-trump they're anti-maga they don't understand that maga is bigger than donald trump maga isn't didn't exist come into existence because of trump maga was the audience before Trump, the audience has always been the MAGA audience. MAGA is just the name that's given to us currently right now, while Trump is a viable political candidate. When Trump is gone, MAGA will still be here. That movement's never going away. I mean, the Tea Party gave way to MAGA. It's the same thing. The Reaganites, all of that was MAGA. So there's no audience now for Fox News. And here's what I'll say about Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson is bigger than Fox News. You see, Fox News needs Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson doesn't need Fox News. Now, if you go back to 2009 when Tucker Carlson was first hired by Fox News, he may have needed the platform. And even in 2016 when he got his show, Tucker Carlson Tonight, he may have needed Fox News. But he has ascended. He is bigger than that whole network. Tucker Carlson is Fox News. Let me say that again. Tucker Carlson is Fox News. Tucker is to Fox what James O'Keefe was to Project Veritas. There is no Project Veritas without James O'Keefe, and there is no Fox News without Tucker Carlson. That's how big Tucker Carlson has become. And what this really represents Is the completion of something that's been in the works for a long time, and that is the complete decentralization of the mainstream media. It's broken up, it's destroyed. And it really isn't anything to cry about. We had a good time with Fox, it was good for a while, and now it's gone, it's buried. So let's mourn for a moment and move on, because the movement's not stopping. Fox News just committed suicide, and so be it. I don't care. Tucker Carlson could pick up his iPhone and do his show with a selfie for an hour every night, and he would still have a bigger audience and be more impactful and influential than anybody on the left in the media. That's the reality. So, you know, it's a divorce, and divorces usually happen for a reason, and they should happen because the two people aren't happy and they have irreconcilable differences. And that's what happened here. Cue up, cut three for me, Captain. I think that what I'm going to play for you, Tucker Carlson gave a speech on Friday. Uh, I think he's at the Heritage Foundation or something like that. It escapes me at the moment. But I just have a short, less than 60-second clip here, I think, of Tucker Carlson talking on Friday. And I think that cryptically, Tucker Carlson was explaining exactly what happened at Fox News. So I want Tucker Carlson to speak for himself here, and I think we can understand what happened, and then, I'll, and then I'll comment on it. Go ahead and play cut three, Captain, go.
0: You look around, and you see so many people break under the strain, under the downward pressure of whatever this is that we're going through. And you look with disdain and sadness as you see people you know become quizlings you see them revealed as cowards you see them going along with a new new thing which is clearly a poisonous thing a silly thing you know saying things you know they don't believe because they want to keep their jobs if there's a single person in this room who hasn't seen that through george floyd and covid and the ukraine war raise your hand oh nobody right you all know what i'm talking about and you're so disappointed in people You know you are, and you realize that the herd instinct is maybe the strongest instinct. I mean, it may be stronger than the hunger and sex instincts, actually. The instinct, which, again, is inherent to be like everybody else and not to be cast out of the group, not to be shunned, that's a very strong impulse in all of us from birth. And it takes over, unfortunately, in moments like this, and it's harnessed, in fact, by bad people in moments like this to produce uniformity. And you see people going along with this, and you lose respect for them. And that certainly happened to me at scale over the past three years. I'm not mad at people. I'm just sad. I'm disappointed. How could you go along with this? You know it's not true, but you're saying it anyway? Really? You're putting your pronouns in your email? You're ridiculous.
1: What Tucker's talking about there is principle and integrity. And Tucker Carlson has principle and he has integrity. Fox News lost it. And Tucker makes a very important point there. It's something I've talked about on this show repeatedly. It's kind of a theme. And it is this herd mentality. And the reason I want to address this herd mentality is because it is powerful and it is destructive. And it's the reason that if you're listening to me right now and you love this country and you agree with 90% of what I say and you believe this country's headed in the wrong direction, well you alone have the ability to turn the tide people ask what can i do to save the country i'm nobody what can i do it's 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 you going against the tide it's you it's you standing amidst this herd and changing direction and leading people away. The problem we have in America is that people generally are sheep. They have a herd mentality. They don't want to be attacked. They just want peace. And the Democratic Party and their apparatus understand this. And so what do they do? They mount a, a offensive strategy to attack all the time. They send a message that if you would go against the grain, If you speak out against the media, if you speak out against the approved propagandist talking points, well, you're going to suffer for it. And so people keep their heads down and nothing happens. And so you have people sacrifice their principle, their integrity, because they just don't want to be attacked. And if you don't get over this and you don't understand that you're going to be attacked, then this country's doomed. It really is. I don't want to be a pessimist. I'm not. But the single most important thing you can do to save the country is to speak the truth. Is to not give in to this fear and pressure to be like everyone else. Because if you do that, the country's gone. That's where it's going. And so we need more Tucker Carlson's out there. We need more Tucker Carlson's. And he can do it. And you can do it. And we all start somewhere. It's it's getting ugly. It's getting really really ugly, folks. And the left is celebrating Tucker. I mean, it's just so sick the way they are. It's so sick the way they are. I, I just you know you've got really evil in people's hearts today, and I don't know. I I feel like this show's turned into some kind of preacher show, and I'm not a preacher but i just don't see how you can separate you know good versus evil from really what's happening in the country right now i mean it's really it's really the same and I, that's at least how i look at it it is i mean to me it's good versus evil and i just want to stand up for what's good what's right and it comes with the territory and i think that if you are a person of faith out there you don't have to be but i'm just saying you know, if you if you are Jewish, Christian, whatever, really lean into that because that's a, a secret weapon that the left doesn't have. I mean, if you have faith, I mean, you're told essentially that God's got your back. You have somebody on your side, a champion, even if it's invi- an invisible hand. Lean into that. Lean into that. So, Tucker's going to be okay we're going to be okay. And look, the, the CNN audiences, all those, they're, they're, they've been crippled. They're gone. People are moving to rumble. You can get this information from my podcast, from other shows you listen to. You don't need the network. And they don't give any legitimacy anymore. I think that's what's clear. The media tried to attack Fox and undermine their legitimacy as a news network. But this is the typical thing. I've recounted stories about when I get into conversations with leftists about different topics, and they're largely ignorant. They don't have a clue what I'm talking about because they watch CNN, which means they put their heads in the sand. They're not aware of what's happening in the country because they're just watching propaganda. So they're the most ignorant portion of the population because CNN doesn't give them the information because CNN's role is not to give them information. It's to do the bidding of the propaganda. It's the propagandists doing the bidding of the regime. It's the regime media. But when I bring up points, they just say, oh, if I got it from Fox News, oh, well, that's not a legitimate news source. So this isn't going to go away. This is the credentialism. The left depends upon credentialism. I mean, they get a degree from Harvard and they can lie through their teeth, but they went to Harvard. I mean, they get propped up on a news network. MSNBC. I mean, Brian Stelter, Don Lamont. Who are the other crazy ones out there? You know their names. Rachel Maddow. These people have been caught lying time and time. All they do is lie. But somehow they have credibility. Why? Because they're on MSNBC? None of those networks have credibility. Forget it. Get rid of, for, do not look to other people to give you validity. That, that's what you have to stop doing. Just have some confidence in what you're doing and saying. Believe that you're right. And just press. Press. The same way that the left has created a herd mentality, we can do the exact same thing by applying pressure. And that's what we have to do. Just be confident. Don't stand your ground. I mean, imagine if you had 10 Tucker Carlson's out there. Amazing things could happen in this country. And they will, and they will. Go ahead and queue up cut two, Captain. Captain. I don't know how many even libs listen, except the ones that maybe want to troll me. And that's fine. I hope you are listening. Because despite what the left continues to tell their own party and others, and, and you know, you've got these Adam Kinzinger's and these people out there that are totally corrupt. They're worse than any rhino. Because what they've decided to do is pretend to be Republicans and go on CNN and MSNBC And become useful idiots for them. They are rejected and spurned, rightfully so, by our side. They're homeless politically. And their only outlet is CNN. But they are so easily discardable. Their only use and value is as long as they say what the regime tells them to say, they'll have a job. But they can't run as Democrats. The Democrat Party doesn't even accept these people. That's why these Kinzingers are the biggest lowlifes, bottom-feeders in the political spectrum. In the ecosystem, they're the lowest of the low. They have nothing, no principle, no integrity, and they're slaves because they've decided to give up their principle to betray, like Benedict Arnold, their own side, and in doing so, they go over like redcoats, and they're not even welcome there. They're just in chains, and they're told, hey, we'll pay you money. As long as you continue to say what we're doing. And these people like Kinzinger have the audacity to tell us what conservatives are. You know, Adam Kinzinger, in particular, he is the William Thomas of politics. Out there pretending like Leah Thomas is. I'm a woman. I'm a woman. Look at me. Telling other women what they are like Dylan Mulvaney. And that's Adam Kinzinger. I'm a conservative. No, you're not. You're as much of a conservative as Leah Thomas is a woman. You fraud. And Adam Kinzinger is a coward. This is a guy who's been a fraud from the very beginning. He's the self-aggrandizement is frankly nauseating from this guy. He thinks he's the most important person on the planet. And he's a nobody. Nobody an absolute zero. I mean, this is somebody who sold his soul to the Democratic Party to help them destroy Trump. And in return, they gerrymandered his congressional seat out of existence. They essentially fired Kinzinger for betraying the Republican Party and us. This guy is a cuck if I've ever seen a cuck. You know, he used to tell this story back in 2000. Well, in the Tea Party days when he first ran for Congress about this situation that happened in 2006. He was walking down the street, apparently, with his girlfriend, Kinzinger. And he saw a woman running, holding her throat, and she was bleeding out of her throat. And Kinzinger tells this big story. You can look this up. It's, it's been, it's, he's talked about it, obviously, numerous times. And he talks about how, what a hero he was and how most Americans wouldn't have saved this woman's life and about how he risked his life to save her. And he knew it was going to be this decision. He knew that he could die if he intervened. This is the way he talks. This isn't a hero. This is a cuck. And he lies because three other people were involved in saving this woman's life. Other people were involved subduing the man. And when Adam Kinzinger tells the story, he claims the credit for himself. That's who Adam Kinzinger is a selfish person who will step on anyone to get ahead. But anyway, here is Alexandria Ocasio Cortez just espousing authoritarianism openly on MSNBC with Jin Psaki, another propagandist. Play the cut, Captain Go
0: federal regulation in terms of what's allowed on air and what isn't. And when you look at what Tucker Carlson and some of these other folks on Fox do, it is very, very clearly incitement of violence, very clearly incitement of violence.
2: And that is the line that I think we have to uh, be willing
3: to contend with.
1: This is what they did in Nazi Germany. If you used to wonder how Nazi Germany could even happen. You don't need to ask that question anymore because it's happening in America right now during our lifetimes and people are going along with it. That's how it happens. That's how it happens. And there's always some justification. Oh, Tucker Carlson's inciting violence, so let's get for it a free speech. And Venezuela, more recently, it's happened. And it's happening in America. And there she, I mean, there it is, justification. Well, you know, they're inciting violence, so we should regulate their speech. This is tyranny. And this is AOC advocating for it. And we are about to have a situation in America where free speech is criminalized. It's already been happening. It's in the works. And they're jumping on it right now. They have created a false narrative. That's what they use J6 for. The Reichstag moment. Right? Hitler. One person set fire to the Reichstag, the Capitol building in Germany. And Hitler went and he watched it on flames and he turned to one of his partners and said, you know, that they're going to destroy the Communist Party over this. They're going to use that to destroy and criminalize communists and put them in jail. And that's exactly what they did. They blamed the communists for the fire and that was the beginning of the Third Reich. And that's what's happening here. And it's so disgusting because they're lying about J6. And I'm going to get into that in a second. But here you have AOC again. I mean, it's just, and and think about it. This is the party that used the FBI and the CIA to lie about the Hunter Biden laptop story to interfere in the 2020 election. And by the way, did you hear this? The DNC, there's, you know, you've got JFK Jr. out there, whatever his name, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Not JFK Jr., but Robert Robert F Kennedy Jr. you've got people that are stepping up to challenge Biden and the DNC has said they're not going to have any primary debates. So they're going to rig this primary, rig this rig this so that Joe Biden's the nominee. Just like they rigged 2016 to make Hillary Clinton the the the, the candidate. Do you, do you remember this? 2016. Barack Obama left the DNC something like million in debt, or maybe more, and they didn't have money. And Hillary Clinton came in and she said, I'll raise the money and I'll refill, replenish the DNC coffers, but you're going to give me control of the DNC. She hijacked the DNC. She turned the DNC into the Hillary Clinton campaign. And you had, they rigged it. They they, they rigged it for Hillary Clinton. You got uh, Donna who. Gave the uh, debate questions to Hillary Clinton beforehand. Let me see if I I I, I wrote this down here. Um. Yeah. So the D- DNC was left twenty four million dollars in debt. That's what it was. Obama left them twenty four million in debt. So anyway, but but D- the DNC worked for Clinton. She got to decide the hiring, the staffing, the budgeting. And uh, Harry Reid, that's what I was trying to think of. Harry Reid, back then the Democrat Party Senate minority leader, he said that everyone knew it wasn't a fair deal. He said everyone knew it was rigged, and they let it happen in 2016. So the Democrats will rig their own elections to get the candidates they want. They'll interfere in the election, like 2020, to get a result that they want as well. And they're planning that for 2024. They're already telling us what they're going to do. They're already planning to rig 2024 in the best way they can. I just thought you should know that. Now, cue up, cut one. So, cut one, yeah. Uh, is not the only one out there who is a open and proud authoritarian calling for the Democrat Party to control free speech and the media and what is said. Chuck Schumer is also a big fan of this. He's out there advocating play play cut well, it, it, let me just say this first any american citizen who doesn't listen to the, who listens to this and does not object to this who does not condemn this who is not concerned by this you are a totalitarian you are the equivalent of the german citizen in nazi germany who cheered for hitler that's not hyperbole. Play the cut, Captain. Go.
2: Look, Fox needs to reckon with the lies that it spread, and it may literally have to pay for the lies that it spread. But is it the role of government officials to demand that media organizations say things or tell media organizations what to put on their airwaves? Well, you know, it's hardly the first time that people have said. Channel 4 should have done this. The New York Times should have done that. That's not unusual. But what has happened here is, John, very unusual. This is not simply telling them what to do. This is telling them, showing them, that they have hurt our democracy probably a way that no other actor, maybe with the exception of Donald Trump, who used them, um, uh, has done. And so when it's that vital, I think we not only have a right to tell Rupert Murdoch and Fox what to do, but an obligation And I hope people from one end of the country to the other will call up Fox and say, do what uh, leader Hakeem Jeffries and I asked for, which is stop the lies, say they were wrong, and report the news. You may have a different way of reporting the news than someone else, fine. But lying is not part of that different way and cannot be.
1: So, I mean, it's incredible. It's incredible. So Chuck Schumer says... If you don't report the news the way CNN does, if you don't tell the same story they do, you're a liar. And the government has an obligation to silence you. I I never thought I'd see a day in America when a viable major political party is openly calling for the censorship, the silence of their political opponents, the silence of voices of dissent. That's where we are in America. And if you're a Democrat, you should be ashamed. You should be absolutely ashamed. And we need to lose this word tolerance and we need to be totally intolerant of this. Uh, You don't want to fight with your neighbors right now about these issues. You You don't want to fight with your friends who are going to vote for Joe Biden again over these issues. Well, Let me tell you this, it's it's a lot more desirable to fight with them verbally right now than what's in the pipeline for us. Your neighbor's going to sit there on their hands when you're arrested in the future for saying something that the regime doesn't approve of. They're not going to be fighting for you. I can tell you, I, I, I just, I'm telling you, History proves this. We're seeing it now. If Democrats aren't willing to condemn this now, if your neighbors don't have a problem with this, if your neighbors don't have an issue with how Trump is being treated, they're not going to have an issue when you're treated that way either. That is where we are. You are morally superior to your little neighbor there. That person doesn't have any integrity left. They don't have any principle. And they are the problem in America. If you're if you if I was rounded up tomorrow for what I've said on this particular episode, not a single Democrat would come to my defense. Not a single one. That's where we are. So 60 minutes. You know, I'm I'm going to there's two stories I want to get into. And I'm not going to have time to get into everything. We'll get into some of it, carry over tomorrow. So I'm kind of shuffling how I'm going to do the show here in real time. I'm going to link to this at my Substack. So when I when I put this episode out, anyway, you can go to my Substack, drewallen.substack.com. Subscribe if you're not already a subscriber, but I'll put this link to this article in the notes. Revolver, Beatty's outfit, a long time ago, he's the one who exposed Ray Epps. He's the one who put together this unbelievable uh, expose, if you will, putting the pieces together. It was an investigative report on Ray Epps. And they're the ones who essentially broke this story and brought it to everyone's attention. And ever, ever since this article was posted or this series of articles was posted. The left has been trying to attack Revolver and cover up this story. They do not want you knowing about Ray Epps. Now, the important point here is that of of all the people who have been arrested for January 6th, none of them have been caught doing on camera what Ray Epps did. Ray Epps should be public enemy number one in the J6 narrative. He is on camera telling people to go into the Capitol, telling them to storm the Capitol. He's the only person on camera actually organizing a quote-unquote insurrection. And he's the one person that the FBI didn't arrest. He's the one person that the media now is protecting. And he is guilty of things that people who've been sentenced didn't even do. And you have to ask yourself, why? So, I mean, I'll just read this from the article. Out of all the thousands of January 6th protesters and the thousands of hours of publicly available footage from that fateful day, Ray Epps has turned out to be perhaps the only person nailed dead to rights, confessing on camera to plotting a pre-planned attack on the Capitol. That is correct. All of these people who were taking selfies in the Capitol that were sentenced and put in jail, There were people that were put in jail and forced to admit that they were conspiring to an insurrection. Now, they didn't do it and they didn't say it, but here you have Ray Epps, who's actually on camera doing that which they have accused other people of doing. Cue up cut four. I want to remind you of something. We know for a fact the FBI had plants in the crowd. They won't tell us now, Ted Cruz long ago questioned the FBI about not just Ray Epps, but the FBI in general, and the FBI will not answer because they had FBI informants there. And so they can't answer the question. Play cut four, captain. This is alarming.
4: How many FBI agents? or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January 6th? Sir, I'm sure you can appreciate that I can't go into the specifics of sources and methods. Of Did any informants, informants actively informants participate active in the events of January 6th? Yes or, January 6th. Or no? yes. Yes. yes or no? Sir, I can't I can't answer that. Did any FBI yes. agents yes. or confidential yes. informants yes. commit crimes of violence on January 6th? Sixth. I can't answer that, sir. Did any FBI agents or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th? 6th. Sir, I can't answer that. Ms. Sandburn, who is Ray Epps? The individual, sir. uh, I don't have the specific background to him. Ms. Sandburn, was Ray Epps a fed? Sir, I cannot answer that question. The next day. The next day. On January 6th, Mr. Epps is seen whispering to a person, and five seconds later, five seconds after he's whispering to a person, that same person begins to forcibly tear down the barricades. Did Mr. Epps urge them to tear down the barricades? Sir, similar to the other answers, I cannot answer that.
1: Now, the reason I play that exchange that specific exchange is because the 60 minutes devotes itself to trying to explain away that problem. Ray Epps is on camera whispering to somebody who moments later rushes the barricades and it doesn't look good for Ray Epps. Now, even that incident aside, he's on camera guilty a thousand other times you know promoting this quote unquote insurrection but that moment in particular you see the left is trying to put out their propaganda to rewrite this I mean they're gaslighting us telling us that what we saw with our own eyes and heard with our own ears isn't true that it's just a conspiracy theory so cue up cut eight captain this is a little long, uh, but I just just stick with me. Listen to this. This is the the this is what 60 Minutes app put out as a promotion of this. And I just it just it encapsulates the propaganda machine. So just listen to it all in its totality. Go ahead, Captain. Play it. Go.
3: The next morning, January 6th, Epps was out by the Washington Monument, still focused on a single goal. We are going to. It's that direction! Here, we're gonna walk down to the Capitol. While President Trump was still speaking at the Ellipse, Ray Epps walked toward the Capitol. He told us he wanted to be up front to help keep the peace. What happened next at Peace Circle, where protesters first overran police, is seen as a smoking gun. Epps pulled this agitated rioter aside and said something. Conspiracists say he was giving marching orders because seconds later, this happened. The first Capitol Police officer goes down. As closely as you can remember, what exactly did you say to him? Dude, we're not here for that. The police aren't the enemy. Something like that. Did anyone from the federal government direct you to be here at the Peace Circle at this time? No. No one from the FBI? No. Your old comrades with the Oath Keepers? No. I think what is so damning about the video is that there's a barrier there. The barrier gets knocked down and a police officer, a female police officer, gets knocked down and the mob including you, walk over the barrier and march on toward the Capitol. Why didn't you stop to help this police officer who was was knocked over? When she was knocked down and I started to go towards her to help her up, and I saw a billy club over here in the corner of my eye, and I thought, you know, they're going to think I'm part of this. So I backed off. You were part of it. I was there. I wasn't a part of that, knocking her down.
4: And he wasn't part of the violence. There's a big difference there.
3: there? Ray Epps was never seen committing an act of violence that day or entering the Capitol. Epps told us when he saw the violence, his fervor to enter the building became a desire to play peacemaker.
1: I want to tell you something about the way this works strategically. Ray Epps is not under oath on TV. He was never called before Congress to testify under oath, and he never will be. You can go on TV, and you can lie, and you won't be punished. You're not under oath. There's no obligation to tell the truth. This is why Adam Schiff and people who lied about Trump-Russia collusion aren't in prison. They were never under oath. So these people can go and say whatever they want to the media and then behind closed doors say something totally different. And that's what we found out happened with Adam Schiff and the Trump-Russia collusion folks. Because we have transcripts of those conversations. And we know that what they said behind closed doors discredits what they said to the American people. In short, they lied, but they weren't under oath. So you can do this. And that's what Ray Epps is doing here. His story has no credibility whatsoever. And let me point something out. So Epps, I mean, he he, he literally told people go into the Capitol. And also you had people arrested for taking selfies. Here you have him telling people to go into the Capitol. And he's not a suspect, but it's worse than that because he was on the FBI's list. And then when we found out, and it w- and Beatty and the revolver pointed out, pointed it out, they removed him. They scrubbed him from the FBI's list. Isn't that odd? He went from most wanted on January sixth to being disappeared. All right. So Apps followed through on a stated mission to shepherd others inside. And I'll put the link again. You can look at the clips of Epps. We see Epps actively orchestrate elements of the very first breach of the Capitol, barricades at twelve fifty p.m. while Trump still had 20 minutes left in his rally speech. So Trump's speaking, and Ray Epps is telling people to go and charge the Capitol. Now, Ray Epps breach occurred just one minute after Capitol Police began responding to reports of two pipe bombs located At DNC and GOP headquarters. The already handicapped. Capitol Police. Thus had still fewer resources. With which to respond to the barricade breach. This is not coincidental. You had. By design. An outmanned. Capitol Police presence. There. And we haven't found the pipe bomber. Notice that too, just like Ray Epps. Up, oh. that was the that is what, exactly what happened. You had an understaffed, outmanned capital police force because Pelosi and the others didn't heed the warnings. They didn't want there to be a lot of capital police there. They wanted to create the circumstances by which they could orchestrate something that got out of hand, and at least for the cameras, it would look very violent. And they could call it an insurrection. And then you conveniently have a report of pipe bombs. And the Capitol Police have to go and respond to the pipe bomb. And so then you have even fewer Capitol Police present. And you're telling me that a pipe bomb, an act of terrorism at the Capitol, they can't find that person? They can track down anyone and everyone based on security footage that entered the Capitol for 30 seconds even. They can find them. They can even find people who weren't there. But they cannot find the pipe bomber who wanted to blow up two buildings supposedly. Do you understand what happened that day now? It's very clear. It's very obvious. A red flag operation. Just like we pulled in Ukraine with the Maiden Revolution. You see... This government has been playing kingmaker in other countries for a long time. They did it in Ukraine. They've been doing it since early 2000s. And the Maiden Revolution in particular during the Obama years, that's what preceded the Putin's first uh, invasion of Ukraine. Our government funded it along with Soros. We put guns in their hands and we orchestrated a red flag operation to overthrow a duly elected president of Ukraine. That's what happened. He didn't commit any crimes. The only crime he committed is he didn't accept a loan from the European Union. Instead, he took money from Moscow. And that upsets the West and the United States who wanted Ukraine to continue being a pawn of ours. And for the crime of sovereignty... Well, we went in and we overthrew the government and toppled it and installed the guy that we wanted. And that's what they did here with January 6th. All right, I think I got, well, you know what I'm going to have to do, Captain? All right, tomorrow, I'm going to hit this hard. So you you don't want to miss the show tomorrow. There is this case going on. The trial starting Tuesday, tomorrow, which alleges that Trump raped this woman. It's totally, like I said in the beginning of the show, I think, I mean, this is Anita Hill. I mean, it is, it's disgraceful. It's sick. And I've got this woman on MSNBC in 2019 saying she, she wouldn't bring any rape allegations against I have her even saying rape wasn't even that big a deal. But, but, I mean, this is how sick the left is. And, and worse, here's the thing that we're going to get into tomorrow, which will blow your mind. New York changed its laws briefly so that this woman could bring a suit. Because this happened 30 years ago, and the statute of limitations in New York is three years. And so what they did is in New York, Hokel, she passed a law that gave any woman one year, one year, to to bring allegations that happened beyond the statute of limitations. And lo and behold, this woman brought them forward after previously saying she wasn't going to do it. And her allegations came in her book. I mean, she did this to sell books. She did it to sell books. But anyway, we'll get into that more tomorrow. Hang in there, everybody. Hang in there, everybody. We got a big show again tomorrow. This is Drew Allen, your millennial minister of truth. God bless you all. And until next time.
0: Talk to my friend, Drew and Allen. And I'll tell you what, he's a tough guy. A millennial conservative. I've, I've become a big fan of One your writing. One of the great young thinkers of our time. Appreciate and his opinion. Conservative Drew Allen. As die-hard conservative. I look not to this guy for wisdom.